What's up, everybody? This week, we take a look at the movie that started the slow death of a major movie saga, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That and a whole lot more is to come, because maybe this is pod racing. Welcome to the show. So let me ask you a question. Has any movie that you liked ever been destroyed by a real, really bad character? <laughs> uh, yes, quite a few. Uh, yeah mannequin skywalker what a uh what a horrible character he was eventually but um anyway so welcome guys how's everybody doing i hope you are well with us on this uh fantastic saturday the 10th of november um where have we been um almost dying i think is probably the best (laughs) way to do it between the two of us we had strep throat sinus infections chest infections and stomach flu. stomach flu and we were going to record two more episodes of, of harry potter and unfortunately because of that schedules and promises i've made to other folks um we're not going to be able to get to that on the main podcast the good news is we're going to go ahead and release them as a right here right now episode and we're going to do actually the whole seven book series eventually stay tuned for that we'll plan it and yeah so um I know Sarah hasn't agreed to that yet, but... Uh. <laughs> Lovely. Let me just put that on my calendar. Yeah, because you've got nothing else to do. Oh, no, nothing. Nothing no. at all. No, <laughs> nothing. But um, we'll probably splice that out, and we'll probably do that over in the next couple of months. And I want to thank everybody for their patience with us, because like I said, this, you know, with the 8,000 people that live in our house, mm-hmm. one gets sick, Yes, you teach your children uh, to share, but you know you don't. You don't really want them to share all the germs that they bring home. There are some things that it's okay, kids, to keep to yourselves. Um, but yeah, no, then we uh, we we've been passing around illness like it's a ball at you know on the playground. So, and it's been a very, very, very good ball too. You know, luckily we've all we're all better now. We're all we're all you know, or at least well. Part, yes. Yes, we're functioning on some levels, so that's good. That is good, that is good. Now, the reason, um, this is going to sound a little weird to everybody uh, um, today. Um, You have Sarah with us this morning, as you can hear, and uh, Sarah is not actually our guest today. I just needed somebody to to help me uh, get the introduction and and closing out the way like I usually do. He gets tired Um, of talking to himself. Yeah, I got to, I, I, tried, I tried doing this as a monologue, but then it just turned into a rant. So, um, <laughs> right. I think I've learned my lesson in doing solo episodes. Uh, they just turn into rants. Um, so I'm not going to be doing them anymore. But um, I've got Sarah with me today. And as you can hear, we're not in the same room because we're experimenting with uh, new software. And that's going to fulfill one of the promises that we have on our future Patreon page. Yes. So, um, what is happening with that? Again, like with everything else, we've just been delayed because of, you know, because of everything. And I think that's the theme of the year. You know, all, all the good intentions that we've had, we get delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Yeah, 2018 is the year of hurry up and wait. So. Yeah, and now we're starting to hurry up because it's the end of the year. We can't wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I'm um, talking about something that is a uh, time sensitive. Uh, this year, I am participating in the Movember charity drive. Yes. Um, and the reason He's we have. Fuzzy. We haven't told anybody about this because this is the first time we've spoken to anybody this November. <laughs> right. But uh, we are planning to raise something. Um, I'm working at this from two angles. My eight to five, we've got something going on. And through this too, um, I'm going to post a link in the description of the podcast. So if you are interested in, you know, taking part or, you know, joining in or whatever, click the link. You know, um, men's mental health is very important to me. Uh, yes. Not, not only mental health, but physical health too. Right, definitely. You know, you know, so lads, if you were listening out there, you know, make sure that... Uh, Take care of yourself. Yeah, make sure that everything is cool upstairs and every now and then check downstairs. Make sure everything's all right. Um, because, check-ups, check-ups, check-ups. Yeah, because bollock cancer is, is, you know, horrible, you know. Yeah. Um, it, I, I guess that's the, the, the male equivalent, I guess you could say, of, you know, of breast cancer drives is the uh, ball cancer drives, you know. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, you know, we want to get rid of this horrible, horrible illness from the world and, you know, every little helps. So, you know, even if it's only like a couple of bucks, you know, throw, throw some cash in, help me out. Uh, one of the other things that we're trying to do as well is that we're trying to broaden our um, platforms. 
Yes. Um, Sarah reminded me that there's a thing called iHeartRadio. There definitely is, yes. So we're looking at, we've uh, submitted uh, the podcast to there. We're going to hear from them in however long it takes to get to it. And we're going to look at uh, Stitcher Radio. For all you Google listeners, guys, I can't do anything about it. I've done everything that I can to try and get this podcast available on Google Podcasts, Google Play. And for some reason, it's just not working. No, No, we're we're trying, we're trying, (laughs) we're trying. So uh, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to keep, posting everything on YouTube, and for now, that's going to have to be the best substitute surrogate for it. In fact, that's going to be my next weekend project, getting everything up to date on YouTube. Right. Um, and in the interim, I mean, if you also have another uh, podcast platform, other than any of the ones that we've listed, that you um, that, that is your you know, preferred uh, mode of choice for you know listening to whatever you choose to listen to, let us know so that way we can uh, get hooked up there as well. Yeah, and and you know we want we want to be everywhere, and we want to grow our audience like 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 every good show does. Um, one other thing too, um, I mentioned our Patreon page that is coming very very soon, uh, as well as um, our store that is also coming soon. Probably we're going to delay the launch of both of those until the beginning of the new year. Uh, that way we can get everything all hooked up and get you know get around all the legalities and everything like that that we need to. But guys, if you are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, look up Because Maybe Pod. And if you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as the uh, uh, Podbean, look up Because Maybe Podcasts. That's where you'll find us. Of course, if you're listening to this, you already know all that, but you can tell a friend who can tell two friends and so on and so forth. Yes. So, with that in mind, I'm joined by Star Wars fan Luke Eldon as we uh, go ahead and talk about uh, Episode 1, what I consider the black sheep and the best of child of the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, Sarah, are you going to stick around? We're going to talk to you afterwards? Absolutely. All right. We're going to go ahead and I've got... uh, I'm going to go ahead with Luke and we'll be back in a few minutes. Sounds like a plan. Later. There's always a bigger fish. My parts are showing. Sword. Only Jedi's carry that kind of weapon. Perhaps I killed a Jedi and took it from him. I don't think so. No one can kill a Jedi. I'm a person and my name is Anakin. I beg your pardon. What do you mean, naked? Review Corner. All right, guys, we are going to go ahead and take a look at the uh, what should be the first part of the story in Star Wars. And yes, that was done in the 90s. Very, very good. Very, very, that's the reason why we're doing it right now. And I am joined by a huge Star Wars fan and friend of the show, Luke. Luke, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Oh, not a problem, man. Not a problem at all. Um, yeah, Star Wars Episode One. Um, what? <laughs> Black Sheep of the franchise? Uh, I mean, I would say so, yes. <laughs> um, I'm not the biggest fan of episode one. It's a toss-up between episode one and episode two for the worst for me. I see, episode, yeah, episode two was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> definitely pretty bad. Um, no, I, you know, I'm one of the, like I said, like I said uh, when we were talking the other day, I, I'm one of the, like, the 12 people who likes this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, just trying to, uh, trying to make sure that everything, you know, is, is, it was it was a hard hard thing to do to come back to a series that big after so long, and especially going mm-hmm. to the beginning of how it all started. I think it was you know it was it was a good start, at least anyway. But yeah, episode two. Was yeah, perfect. I mean, it, yeah, episode two is horrendous. Uh, I can't even watch it. But <laughs> I and I watched uh, episode one again. But I remember. Um, I mean, granted, I was only. I was only eight when it came out, but looking back uh, through history through the internet, um, how well received it actually was when it first came out. Yeah, that, that, that was a strange thing. It was it's now considered a joke, but I mean, you know, it, everybody loved it when it first came out. I, I say loved it. They at least, you know, it, I think everybody overlooked the fact that it, it was it wasn't a great movie because it was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think now with the new Star Wars, they're overanalyzing it because of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, no, I, I agree that it's definitely 
since the since the prequels have had time to simmer, I guess over the years, uh, it's definitely become a burden now when people look back because they don't look back with fond memories. No, it's, it's, it's especially especially with something as beloved as Star Wars. I mean, you know, it's I, I, for me, I don't understand where the hate comes from, and I guess it's because you know, probably because of Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when I watched that, when I watched it back again this week, oh my days! I forgot how annoying that character was. He, uh, oh my word, he's yeah, um, dreadful. Um, <laughs> no, well, he, he is. was he that? Yes, he was that bad. Um, and not just not just him, but the whole race of of Gungans too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know Star Wars is always intentionally made for for children. Yeah, but this this just felt too childish i think um yeah yeah i think not not even too childish i mean it was just it was horrible um you know brian blessed for a start they used him and he wasn't loud enough um (laughs) (laughs) they just they just uh, yeah i i I don't get it i I really don't i understand using him in the in the the future episodes you know they they calmed him down and used him as uh more serious and naive as opposed to the comic relief but man yeah yeah it was dreadful so guys in case you haven't noticed we are talking about star wars uh episode one the phantom menace it's basically star wars it was uh written and directed by george lucas uh produced by lucasfilm and distributed by 20th century fox released may 19th 1999 uh, any wrestling fans know that's a horrible day to begin with. Uh, the box office was one point zero two seven billion. Now that that right there says it's a success. Yeah, I think the money talks. M- money, yeah, definitely. Uh, it made a profit of nine hundred twelve million. I think that's the largest profit of any movie ever. I think at this point, or at least up until then. Well, and then you. Uh... That's definitely, definitely a success in the studio's eyes, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And not only that, you had like all the tie-ins, all the games, all the toys. I mean, you know, they, 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 they made their money back. Um, yeah. and I actually loved the game. I loved the Phantom Menace game as a kid. Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was, it was, it was a real, and not just the Phantom Menace game. A couple of years ago, they released uh, Lego Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, I played some of them. Yeah, I enjoyed them too. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, it keeps it actually makes the story better by taking all the dialogue out of it, um, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's it's George Lucas is a scriptwriter, is not a great scriptwriter, is he? No, I mean, it doesn't come across on film as such. No, <laughs> no, I mean, he he could write a good story, but he can't write words for for anything. I mean, like we mentioned episode two just a minute ago, that love scene, that 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 love storyline. Um, yeah, that, that was so forced. Yeah. Oh, it's so painful to even think about that episode. I want to wipe it from my memory. <laughs> what, they, <laughs> what they needed to have done is, um, and I know I'm going off on a tangent slightly. There was a book that was released, uh, that was set in between episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. So wipe episode two and put that book as the film. It was called, uh, the labyrinth of evil. And it's like, it was a really, really good read, you know, and uh, you really think, man, that would be, you know, it'd be, it'd be a great thing to put on screen. But then you realize that George Lucas would mess it up talking about midichlorians and younglings and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, he went, he went off on a bit of a tangent with that one. One of the, one of the good things though, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've cracked on uh, Lucas's script writing, but his storytelling is good in the sense that uh, this movie has got five major plot points going on at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's got uh, the Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn stuff. It's got the uh, Padme versus the Trade Federation, Anakin's training, Palpatine's rise, and the return of the Sith. And all of those are basically, will culminate in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. And, you know, I think on the one hand, like I said, script writing is awful, but the way he, he weaved those stories together, I think, I think was good. I think he deserves credit for that. Yeah, no, I'd go along with that. I mean, it's actually... When I think about the story as a whole, and I don't actually think about some of the episodes that told the story um, on screen, it's it's a really interesting story of the arc of you know how Palpatine rose to power, how how Anakin eventually turned to the dark side. I I, I really like the arc of obviously Anakin into Vader. Um, I mean, 
Darth Vader is probably the what, the coolest yeah. villain of all time, arguably. Well, for me, he is. So I, I did I did love his uh, storytelling, but the way it translated onto screen in episode one and two, obviously I wasn't that much of a fan, but I actually enjoyed episode three. Yeah, I, I actually thought episode three was, was, was easily the best of the prequel trilogies, and in my opinion, it was better than uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, really? Oh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, not to say that it's bad. I mean, you know, the thing is, the original three movies, I still think are three of the best movies ever written, and to say that the episode six is part of that, I think is, is a really, really good thing for uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I do like Revenge of the Sith. That's easily way head and shoulders above the uh, the other prequels. Um, but yeah, Return of the Jedi was always my favorite than Empire. Uh, I'm a bit different to most people because most people tend to enjoy Empire the most. Empire was what got me hooked on the series. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw the first one, I thought, okay, you know, it's a little cheesy, good guys win. And, you know. and then when um, I saw Empire... It was, you know, the good guys still win, but at, at a cost. Yeah. And then with uh, Return of the Jedi, Ewoks. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ewoks but, and Gungans, eh? Yeah. Ewoks. And, <laughs> right. You know what? If anybody has an idea of what to do to get rid of those two, please let George Lucas know. Uh, don't send him any threatening <laughs> mail or anything like that. It'll come back to me. Um but no, I, 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 you know, I liked, um, I liked the way that, like, like I said, I liked the way the storytelling kind of weaved its way in there and kind of, you know, all culminated and all kind of wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I don't like about this movie, aside from the bad script and the Gungans, was the wasted potential that a lot of the characters had. Mm. Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul they could have stretched that out through the whole series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember when I, when I was younger, I used to really like Qui-Gon as a character. And I always remember being very disappointed that they obviously killed him off in, uh, at the end. And then Darth Maul became one of the fan favorites due to just being such a mysterious character that we didn't really get fleshed out. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he ended up coming back in Clone Wars, was it? Um, I think so. Or was it Rebels? I think it might have been Rebels. I think so. But yeah, it, that Darth Maul, I think, fans were obviously disappointed when looking back because that character definitely should have been fleshed out a bit more cause, because he was one of the best characters in episode one, if not the best. Well, see, here's, here's my thing. I'll go as far as to say, because look, Darth Vader was the coolest bad guy in the history of Star Wars, right? He He was, you know... He had the aura about him. Mm. But I think Maul could have taken him. Oh, really? I, I, th- I think before, before, the, uh, before Anakin goes into the uh, lava pit and burns, you know, loses his arms and legs and, and gets all burned, mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker would be Darth Maul at their, at their peak force power. I think Maul could take him. Really? See, I think... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Anakin might take it at his peak with the way it's uh, scripted anyway. <laughs> He's meant to be the chosen one. but True, true. true. And, and, and I guess the reason behind that is looking back at the Darth Maul character through like the expanded books and everything like that, he was, you know, he was bred with hate, whereas Anakin learned to hate. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, hate versus... It, or is it they say over here? Uh, never argue with never argue with an idiot because they'll bring you down to their level. If you're only you know half as hateful as the hateful guy you're trying to out hate, they're going to beat you every time. Mm-hmm. So I mean you know, but then again, that would be you know that's something for uh, video game designers to uh, take care of. You know, just give us some Star Wars you know fighting. It definitely <laughs> would have been an interesting duel. Oh yeah, definitely one I'd love to have seen on screen as well. So, I, I remember when when I think back as well, and the first time that uh, Darth Maul revealed the um, double bladed lightsaber. Oh yes! Oh, what a cool moment that was. Like when I, I, I was um I was I was in the cinema watching it, and like that got a cheer. Yeah. Every, oh, it, it's just like you know, wow! It was it was there. 
So who's so who's in this movie, right? Let's let's look at who's in this movie real quick. You had Liam Neeson. Um, he was a big name, but he wasn't as big as he is now back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Hugh McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, and I think he I think he nailed the Alec Guinness portion of what he wanted to do perfectly. Yeah, I thought I thought Hugh McGregor was probably the best thing about the prequel trilogy. Um, in this film, though. Watching it back, he didn't have too much to do. No, he was the he was the spare part. Yeah, pretty much he was. Yeah, and uh, you know, but and and I think that was by design by, by by Lucas, not not necessarily like he wrote the script and you know his part got cut and cut and cut and cut and cut. I think it, it was legitimate. Let's focus on Qui Gon and make, and give a little more depth to the Obi Wan character. Yeah, yeah, that <clears throat> that was definitely probably is thinking behind it but yeah it was just disappointing when when i watched it back because i haven't watched episode one for a while actually because every time i think about starting the trip um you know doing a run through of star wars and i can't bring myself to watch the first two so i just start from episode three um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when i watched it back i, I was a bit disappointed at how underutilized he was I think part of it too it helped it helped actually flesh the character out a little bit more because like in 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 the main series Obi Wan is wise beyond his years and you know perhaps the wisest Jedi who ever lived, whereas in this one he's still a rookie, he's still raw, he still doesn't know exactly what to do yet, and kind of introduced a little bit of vulnerability that kind of played out especially in that last scene in episode three. Yeah, I think I just would have liked to have seen more learning curve moments for him with yeah. Qui-Gon. And I, th- I think they could have kept Qui-Gon until Clone Wars in yeah, that I regard. Agree. And then have the whole you know, Obi-Wan learning from him and then him dying on the battlefield or something or in that arena. And that sets Anakin off, not just his, mo- you know, he's lost his mother. Now he's lost his mentor. Yeah, I'd have gone, I'd go along with that. That would have been, that would have been better, I think, than what they actually chose to do. <laughs> Um, you had Natalie Portman as uh, Almadala, and apparently uh, Portman was like fourteen or fifteen during this. Was she really? Yes. I'm not, not, so, sorry, not Natalie Portman. Sorry, Kira Knightley was fourteen or fifteen. My, my apologies, I got that one wrong. Because uh, Kira Knightley played her uh, bodyguard. Yes, the, and, uh, the decoy. Yeah, and how the, how they did that to the point where you couldn't tell. Because even because even when like you know you see Padme was out as as being Padme as being the normal handmaiden and whatever, but there was a lot of scenes where she was in the full makeup and outfits and you know, and it wasn't Kira Knightley. But at that point, you, you know what I mean? They, they did a good job casting the pair of them to to be each other. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I always when I watched it back, I was looking out for it. You know, to see where I could spot when they'd swapped and stuff. That it it, it kind of is kind of hard to tell, which is obviously good work on the uh, the wardrobe people and makeup artists. You know, well well done to Lucas for doing that because that, you know that that was a good twist. I, I I really thought that was a really really good plot twist. Yeah, that was a good twist. I remember though, um, just quickly talking about twists. I remember watching it and. I didn't know when I was a kid that Palpatine would become the Emperor. Really? Yeah, so, because I was only like eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, when I, I remember just walking home with my mum, and my mum was like, it just, we were just talking about it, and she's like, yeah, you do know who that character ends up being. I was like, no. She's like, oh, I don't know if I should tell you. And obviously, as a kid, you nag. So she was just like, yeah, this is the Emperor in uh, the original. Trilogy. My <laughs> mind was blown. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, man. That, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like somebody walking, you know, it's, it's, Ian e. McDermott did such a good job with that. I think that, you know, he played the duplicity of the character so well. He did. You know, um, I can't remember who, who, who did it, who, um, it was, oh, hang on. My brain. It was Edgar Wright. Uh, he said that uh, when they were writing Hot Fuzz, they looked at the cliche, the the big book of cliches to put in there, and he and they say that if anybody is genial and helpful and you know 
humble. They usually end up being the bad guy. And he plays mm-hmm. this perfectly. I mean, yeah, you know, he really does. He, he's all about service. He's, I, I will do this. It weighs on my heart. And, and in the background, he's the most evil thing in the galaxy. Yeah, he, he, his um, levels of manipulation are <laughs> at the top. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I think only second to uh, Obi-Wan with the Force, you know. Yeah. You want to buy some death sticks? You want to th- rethink your life? I think I'm going to go rethink my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, ma- the man is in this movie, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, his, character's not, his character's not identified in this movie, but... I think that was that was great casting, because um, apparently Tupac was supposed to play uh, a Jedi, and then his part was given to Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I never see. I never knew that. He, uh, he was meant to be Mace Windu. Yeah, he was. The, apparently, uh, the Windu character was, and, and looking at the at the research, the Windu character was the original name for um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, right. And so he, you know, he, he wrote the original backstory of the, of the story of Obi-Wan, of uh, Mace Windu, and then for some reason changed it to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then brought the name back for uh, Samuel L. Jackson with his purple lightsaber. Wow. I'd see, I never, I never knew stuff like that. I knew, I knew about, obviously, uh, Luke Skywalker was going to be called Luke Starkiller. Yes. And then they brought in Starkiller in a game. Um, but I didn't know that Mace Windu was actually going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's 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 a weird thing about it, you know. Um, looking at the, some of the other th- things here, um, you know, Yoda was always going to be Yoda, but you know, um, Yoda was always going to be Yoda, but he was going to be, he wasn't going to look like the small little you know creature that he was. He was going to look more humanoid, mm-hmm. and um, the same thing with 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 Windu. Um, the I think the reason why he, he he didn't give a reason why he changed the name. I think it was because Mace Windu sounds a little bit more aggressive as a name. Yeah, and and I know it sounds weird, but I mean, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, just seemed a little more genial, and so you know, Mace Windu has the coolest death in the whole series, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Really? Uh, personally, yeah. Oh, just because that, that scene annoys me so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's a hor- behind it. It is a horrible scene. It 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 is. I mean, it's a, it it. Yeah, the, I mean the 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 death itself is fantastic, but everything leading up to it is 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 not. Um, that whole you know. Okay, we know the Emperor is is a dark Sith Lord, and we know he's probably the darkest of all of all the Sith Lords who ever lived. But there were five Jedi Masters in that room. Um, and how quickly did they get taken down as well? It it's it's like red shirt equivalent, you know? Um and then, you know, obviously because Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, he put up a good fight, but um, there's a meme that was that, that's come out for for the last couple of years. It's um, that, that scene where he goes, you know, he's too dangerous to be kept alive, and then it cuts to Anakin and goes, "Well, why don't we just cut his hands off? He can't use the Force. He can't use his lightsaber. We'll try him, and if he's guilty, we'll execute him." Yeah, so many logical ways you can go about it. Yeah, and, and then the next one's like, "All right," and then roll credits, you know. Um, but I mean. Samuel I remember Jack- people laughing in the cinema at that scene when he, um, when his face goes all deformed, I guess, um, yeah. and shrivels up or whatever. <laughs> and I just remember people laughing in the cinema, and me and my mates were there, like, oh, it looks terrible. Yeah, especially especially in the era of CGI that we that, that was going on around about two, you know, the mid two thousands. Because I mean, like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Jurassic Park. You know, had great CGI, and then everything after that just looked terrible. You know, especially that rubber, that horrible rubber mask. It looked like somebody just sat on him. <laughs> <laughs> it actually did. It did. I mean, as well, when you think about it, that's one of my um, bugbears with with the the prequel trilogies is how heavily reliant it was on CGI. Yeah. He got he got uh, George Lucas went a bit crazy with that I think I, I pre- I'm a I do prefer more practical effects where you can it just gives it a more immersive feel I feel 
Yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm 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 a former film student myself, and miniatures, and you know, pr- and, and puppets, and painted backgrounds and stuff like that. That leads to you know, that leads to good storytelling. It doesn't take you out of the story, but mm-hmm. bad CGI will always be bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not sure if it's ep- it might be episode three. Yeah, it is episode three. After they come back from uh, rescuing Palpatine, and. Padme's waiting for him behind that pillar and yeah. they you know, come over and when they were walking the CGI, oh it just looked horrendous <laughs> it really winds me up, I don't know why but it does it, it's like, you know, it's like a, what was it, Fisher Price is my first CGI machine <laughs> it is like that you know, one of, one of, the, one of the things though about, about all of this is um he acted like Lucas acted like this is what the fans wanted more creatures, more computing, more, you know, more, 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 more. And like I said, five plot points going on in one movie. That was a little, Ooh, you know, that, that was a little too much. Cause the, like we, we've gone back to the originals a few times, but they had one plot point in the original mm-hmm. star Wars in um, empire. They had, two plot points going on. And then by the time they got to return of the Jedi, they had three or four going on. And now they come to the prequels and we got five plot points going on, six plot points going on. And you know, the CGI is not there, even though they think it is. And could that be another thing that soured a lot of people? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously sometimes more is not best. Um, and when, when you get in, when you're watching a film for two hours and you're just getting pulled in so many different directions, and obviously, say if three of the five don't land for you, then it's going to take you out of the film during those scenes. Um, yeah. So I would say so because especially when you look back to to obviously um, the first Star Wars, the original Star Wars. I mean, their budget is not that big. They were struggling with the budget and, and props. You know, things going wrong on set, but they still, with less, they managed to give more and yes. still produce a better film than the prequels. So I think maybe he just got a bit carried away with trying to make it like this massive event of the prequels. Like, oh, you know, there's so much going on. It's bigger and better. Uh, it seemed to fail or fall short anyway. Yeah, it, it's not, it's, uh, again, to quote Jurassic Park, it's not whether or not he, he, he could, it's whether or not he should. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And, and, Again, look, I, I think this. I think this is a good movie. I, I really do. I'm one, like I said, I'm one of the few people who actually thinks it's a good movie. Um, there are a lot of things in this movie that have always been part of the Star Wars universe, but they touched on it a lot more um, in this. Uh, like, for example, with slavery. Um, you know, Anakin Skywalker, his his mother, that whole the whole planet. They still use you know human servitude, and the way that they kind of work that in was good and you know it it didn't it 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 didn't spend the whole time passing the judgment that maybe it should have passed but mm-hmm. in the sense as you knew that it was it was wrong straight off the bat you know they didn't have to come in there and spend 25 minutes talking about how wrong this is they just accepted that it was wrong and just carried on as as normal yeah i think with with things like that though you probably don't need to flesh it out that is wrong as such too much because the audience watching will know straight away as soon as they hear the, hear the word anyway that yeah. oh, you know bad connotations that's we know that this isn't right so that they're there to go along with the journey yeah and, and i agree with that i agree with that and it's the same thing with uh duplicity too i mean every single character in this movie with the exception i think of obi-wan kenobi eventually has something that ticks them, you know, that, that ticks them in a different direction. I mean, we obviously know that Sidious and Palpatine are the same person, uh, mm-hmm. but then you've got um, Padme's, you know, constant body double bait and switches. That's, you know, that, 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 that to me says a lot. You have um, the Gungans who only one of them is an absolute moron, whereas the rest of them are a, a more or less a proud warrior race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then you've got this idiot representing them, you know. Um, 
I mean, even even uh, Obi Wan Kenobi has duplicity in this movie because he comes across as peaceful and calm, and and then he, you know, he he channels his rage to kill Maul. Mm-hmm. He does, and he actually wins the fight from the uh, the low ground, even yeah. though Maul had the high ground. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, at least at least he kept his legs. At least uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, but the thing is, Maul underestimated his power. He did. He did. Um, that that fight scene, though. Oh, that's still, epic. Yeah, still to this day is epic, and with the jewel of fates playing over it. Like I've got the goosebumps right now, just just thinking about it. You know, um, oh, so good. And 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 that I think they needed that in in this, um, you know. You spend it's a two and a half hour movie, and you've got two hours of politics and mm. pod racing, <sighs> pod racing. But that last thirty minutes where you've got the infiltration, the sky, the the space battle, the 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 the, the Jedi duel. I mean, that is what made the movie. I think. You know, you yeah. can ignore that previous two two hours. That last thirty minutes, right there, is probably some of the best sequences in the whole trilogy. Yeah, I mean, is for for my bet, it's the best lightsaber battle or duel. Um, and then the only thing I didn't like was Anakin in space when he's like, "Oh, I know, I'll spin." Whoa, whoa! It's like as wooden <laughs> as that as well. And then he's just spinning in and manages to get inside. Oh, uh, yeah. That that with all look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pile on Jake Lloyd, right? Because I mean, you know, he had a he had a rough time after this movie. Yeah, he really did. And you know, and it wasn't his fault. But Lucas wrote him some of the most ridiculously wooden lines. Oh yeah, Qui- doubt. Master Qui Gon, I heard you say Miticlorians. I have always been wondering. What are Miticlorians? I mean, like, just so forced and hammy and... Oh, it's so bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I mean... <sighs> and then you have Liam Neeson, you know, consummate professional making it sound like, you know, Shakespeare. Yeah. And, uh, and it didn't get any better with Hayden Christensen either because he, he's, he's not a great actor himself. No, and he's fed... More wooden lines, lines. I mean, I don't like sand stuff like that. It's like, does George Lucas not think who talks like this? Well, the thing is, he's he's so he was so rich after that first uh, trilogy. He's probably got a bunch of yes men around him. Yeah, that's true. Actually, does, does, does this work? Oh yeah, yes, perfect, best line ever. It'll, it'll get you an Oscar. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> far from it. I mean. And and that I think that is like, like we touched on it, but but I can't emphasize enough how awful the dialogue is in this movie, but how good the story is. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's I I don't I don't get it. I don't know how you can write such a good story with such bad dialogue. I've actually um, watched uh, there's some YouTube videos that like um, basically f- take little clips from the prequels and show Vader's arc and stuff like that and Anakin's arc and when you watch them it's like oh this story is so good it's so good but it's just everything in between yeah the wooden lines and it just takes you out of it so sometimes i mean there are there are good points i mean i know i'm coming across someone who just hates the prequels but that there are some good points in the film and i like the the episode three like i said before but i don't know there's just there's too many bits that add up where i'm sat disappointed i guess well that's the other thing too you know it's it's they killed a lot of the continuity and i don't think it was intentional but you know again i think lucas was drunk on power and mm-hmm. just wrote you know wrote what he thought and then tried to shoehorn the uh, the rest of it you know um you know all right in in the original trilogy force users were religious it was meditative. It was more, you know, what we would call Eastern, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of thing. In this, it's, it's determined by physics. So it went from religious to science, you know, um, which, which is weird because, you know, Jediism and Sithism were referenced as religions and now it's more culty with a scientific base behind it. Yeah. 
Um, especially with midi chlorine. Oh, God, I can't stand that word. Um, I can't believe they brought that in. That, it just wasn't needed. No, no one asked for it. <laughs> no one asked for it. How can you tell someone is strong with the force? Because I'm one with the force. Trust me. Not oh, his midi chlorine. I mean, look, he's not a diabetes. No. You know, it's you, you. don't have to like examine him. It's he's just you, you know you 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 were in team with the force. He's in team with the force. I can tell it. Bang! That's that's it. You've just shaved up one of the worst parts of the of the saga. We we'd already bought into the fact that the force was there. Yeah, we bought into it in the in the original trilogies, and we didn't really question it too much. Well, not that I know of anyway. No, and people were pretty happy with it. It's like yeah, okay. Oh, it turns out Luke Skywalker, you know, he is force sensitive. Cool. I don't need that explained in midichlorians. Oh, no. oh God. It's, it's, you know, and, and in, in, in sci-fi movies, right? In sci-fi movies and TV, they always do something like that to, you know, uh, explain away the physics, right? Mm-hmm. That, that they can't happen. Um, I think it was Star Trek Next Generation that their transporter had the Heisenberg compensator because according to the physicist Heisenberg, you couldn't do the teleportation that Star, War, the Star Trek does. So they built a device called the Heisenberg Compensator, and now you accept it. But you mm-hmm. did, but as you said, you did not need to give explanation of what the force is. Yeah, and yeah, you really didn't. You know, I know in the nineties we were getting more and more information, but I mean, even then we still had our imaginations. We could, you know, we we, we opening the door with our mind was was the idea. Now we realize that we needed, you know, special. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, like you said, though, sometimes like, so it's given us the force in the originals and then your mind can wander and be like, oh, yeah, maybe I wonder how, you know, they do know they're force sensitive or how the force began and stuff like that. But then your imagination can take it. You don't really need answers. You can have fun with it. But then when you get an answer like that, that is panned across the board, it just... It just ruins it a little bit. But then, as most people do, we try to ignore the fact that there's midichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> ignore just ignore it. Midichlorians don't exist. It's just sensitivity. Um, you know, other things that they did as well. Um, and uh, Okay. Here's, this one's a nitpick of mine, but it's important, I guess, right? In the prequel trilogy, Yoda was Grandmaster of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. In the original trilogy he was just a jedi master or a jedi knight mm-hmm. and i know that, that that might sound like something small but i mean how could you leave an important detail out of the original movies you know i mean okay obi-wan coming to luke in the cave as he's wait, as, you know as he's as he's about to die and saying you must find yoda Who's Yoda? Yoda is the Grandmaster of the Jedi. Oh, crap, yeah. That, that makes him important. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's just a Jedi Knight. You either keep him as a Knight or you, you know, are you, you know what I mean? He just, oh, let's make Yoda extra important in these, in these prequels and let's call yeah. him the Grandmaster. It feels like everyone loves him. Let's make him the Grandmaster, you know, because we yeah. can, everyone will believe it. Because like, oh yeah, Yoda, yeah, he was strong with the Force. I know he was because we spoke about it in the in the originals. So in the prequels, he must have pretty much led the Jedi. But there's no actual mention of it, like you said. He's just an, by the terms used in the original, he's just a a normal ranking Jedi, really. Yeah, and you know, the, and that again, but and, and and that's that's the other thing too, right? And it it's really really weird, you know. In the prequels, as we mentioned, Force is more scientific rather than religious, but the Jedi is ranked kind of religiously. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And and so just not even you know not even acknowledging that Yoda was a Grand Master, but then shoehorning him as the Grand Master just it, it kind of it it it's that soured me a little bit on Yoda. Yeah, I I guess it didn't sour me particularly because. I, Yoda, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't, I'm not saying I dislike him. I do like him, but I've never been like, I've never been hooked by him as such. Um, I mean, I know like plenty of my friends and family are Star Wars fans and he was my mum's favorite character and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know. I never had the same appeal with Yoda. He was, 
for me, and, and I agree with you on that, Yoda's a great character, but he's like, there are so many better characters out there. Mm-hmm. And not that he's a bad character, it's just, I guess because he is the authoritative figure. And, yeah. and in, like, in, in all of this, you have, you know, the, 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 the top two, you know, the top tier guys going against the top tier guys, and Yoda only comes out, you know, as a final resort. Whereas in the Sith side of things, Palpatine, Sidious, um, uh, Dooku, they all are front and center taking on the henchmen. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm making sense. Um, another thing about Yoda, he didn't train Obi-Wan. No, he didn't. But yet, you know, this is the Jedi Master who trained me. Why, why kill that continuity? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Why, why kill that when, when you know you're making a prequel and you've already set up quite a lot of storylines from the original? Why would you kill that? I, and, I don't really get that part. And, and the, the, the other thing about Obi- you see, we've gone from Yoda, now we're going to Obi-Wan. This one bothered me the most, right? Alec Guinness was you know in in was made to look in his mid mid 50s early 60s right mm-hmm. when vader takes his mask off you see a man who's in his late 50s early 60s mm-hmm. and then you come to this and you've got a 21 year old kenobi and a 9 year old anakin <laughs> yes that's true I mean, I, 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 you know, I know a lot of people go, nerd. But I mean, you know, that, that's, that's important. You can't have somebody who is you know, an equal in terms of age in, you know, in one set of movies. And then, oh, by the way, here they are. Here's, you know, uh, here's Obi-Wan and his little cousin. You know, you, you, you couldn't do that. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of a gulf there in age. I ne- you know what? I never even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even put two and two together. No, it... it it's just I don't I don't know why I thought of it either. It's just it was just something. It's something that, that really bothered me because, you know, in 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 that first epic lightsaber battle in the whole series, you mm-hmm. know, they're equals. They've been through everything together, and then this movie says that they didn't go through everything together. In fact, that Obi Wan went through a lot before he even knew that this planet that Vader was from existed. Yeah, and I, I, again, I know it's I know it's nitpicky, but I mean, it does kind of you, you can't ignore it, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder, say, if so, George, say George Lucas made the original, right, and and say then the prequels are made this way, with some of the stories and continuity errors, and it, but George Lucas wasn't didn't have anything to do with the project. I wonder how annoyed he'd be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's looking going, well, you know, in my original story, it's, I said that Yoda trained Obi-Wan, but then you've brought in this new character. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that would have annoyed him, but when it's his own, he, he just can't see it because he doesn't have the outside looking in approach. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's a great point. And I mean, you know, again, probably, again, probably he had yes men around him saying, hey, that's, that's a great idea. But I mean, Lucas, Lucas is the king of, of bastardizing his own work, though. I mean, yeah. all these DVDs and re-releases and this cut, that cut, hand shot first, hand shot second. I mean, he can't leave well enough alone. No, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the clips of him where, was it, was it Jar Jar? how he was saying how Jar Jar was the most important part of the story and stuff. But then he was watching it back and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not happy with that. I want to, want to change that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a perfectionist. And unfortunately with, with a lot of perfectionists, they end up destroying their work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's, that's, I mean, uh, look, that's one of the things that I do with, with this and with, you know, with my, my eight to five and everything like that. At some point, you've got to stop editing because you you realize that your last edit is worse than the edit you just made, you know. And he just—it's not like Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings, where they had to rewrite certain elements of the script because you know what they recorded yesterday now doesn't make sense. Let me tweak the script for it. Mm-hmm. He just ripped—he he ripped his own 
um, universe apart and pasted it back together just for for the sake of it. Yeah. See, that, that's the weirdest part. It was, it's all his story. Yeah. Everything, everything is, it was his idea, you know, and he had control of it. And yet he still ripped bits apart, which I don't really understand. But I mean, I guess he had his reasons. He, he probably did. And, and he didn't even try to explain it away as like parallel universe or dimension, you know, stuff that, that sci-fi movies usually try and pull, you know, pull in. Um, the closest equivalent, if you're not a Star Wars fan, but you're a Doctor Who fan, the closest equivalent I can give is Stephen Moffat's last series as the head writer and director of Doctor Who. You have all this continuity built up that he just ripped apart just because, you know? Mm. Um, my wife's a big Doctor Who fan, so, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of it the last year or so. But, I mean, yeah, I just I don't understand it. And, and the weird part is Spielberg let him do it. I, I must admit, I'm, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I'm not sure about the continuity changes. But I know, I know a lot of people who are Doctor Who fans. Yeah, and watch it religiously. Um, and I have seen, um, you know, certain posts on social media and stuff, complaints. Yeah. About like the course that has gone in, and sometimes I'll see like I won't know characters' names, so I'm not even going to try and guess. No, no. But I'll see like oh such and such is it, but why is he do you know to, uh, this happened that way, but now this is happening? It doesn't yeah. make any sense, and I'm I, like oh. I mean, like, what, one example for one example for me, right, for the Doctor Who thing was um, apparently his planet is locked in time and he can't get to it. Well, mm-hmm. in the first episode of the last season, they not only go to it. But they, I mean, it's just, really? You know, we're going to blow up the Death Star. And then all of a sudden, uh, everybody teleports to the Death Star during the middle of the battle for the sake of it. You know, and and it's just, no, it's it's, it's no, it's no. But um, you know what? Like I said, I like this movie. I think it's definite a definite solid six out of ten. I think the people got this one right this time. It's a solid six out of ten. What's your opinion on it? In terms of rating, oh, uh, I would probably give it maybe a four. Yeah, I'd probably give it a four, which might seem a little bit harsh, but I just I, the only real part that I enjoy is the um, lightsaber duel at the end with yeah. more uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. So I, I'd probably have to give it a four, which pains me. And I think the reason I give it a six is because, like I mentioned, it's the sto- the story is good, but the reason I take the points off of it is because the acting is terrible and the script is terrible. Yeah, the the acting. <laughs> when I watched it back this week, there's just some parts uh, that it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It makes me laugh. It's like when they're pod racing and oh. it keeps going into the kid, the kid and the alien kid. Yeah. I, and they're like, go, oh, Annie, go. And then they, at the end, when Annie wins, they start dancing, and one of the kids goes to high-five the other, but the other just ignores him and starts <laughs> yes. dancing. And then it's, the kid dances, and I'm just like, oh, it's awful. It's like, it's like Fortnite, uh, you know, the beginning stages of it. Um, no, it is. Uh, one, one, of the, one, one other thing, though, I, I will say this. They did do a lot of good special effects on that. Um, the pod racing scene, that whole crowd was like, Two little Lego pieces, and the rest were uh, cotton buds painted different colors. Was it actually? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they did do a good job then. Yeah, and then they got the dude from Whose Lines in Any Way to do the annoying voice, but you know, um, I just I, that whole that whole bit, right? And I know it's an important part of the movie because you learn where you know, you learn who this Anakin Skywalker is and why he's important, and everything like that. But like. They shoehorned Greedo into this. They shoehorned Jabber into this. They shoehorned 3PO into this. Yeah. Just for the sake of, hey, look, see, it's a Star Wars movie. Here's Jabber. Why is Jabber in a different town considering that, you know, he his uh, palace and his stature is on the different side of the planet? Yeah, I, like you said, it literally has to be for, oh, look, here's someone from the originals that you like. Yeah, 
that, the that's o- it. That's the only thing I can think of. The only one who makes sense was R2. Yes. Because he was in the employment of, of the Queen. You know, and okay, fair enough. It's still a little, it's still a little just pushed in there for the sake of pushing on there, but at least it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'll buy that part. But then, like you said, with C3PO, well, apparently Anakin made him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what? Yeah, he, he, he made he made C3PO to look just like all the other protocol droids out there. Yeah. That's talent. <laughs> Creative. But the other, th- the other thing, too, is um, I mentioned slavery earlier on, and we all know that, that it's horrible, but how is Anakin able to have friends, family, and downtime? You know? Yeah, I mean... He's, he's got enough time to build a pod. He's got enough time to build a robot. He spends his days He spends his days at home. I mean... Maybe he doesn't sleep. Yeah, that's true. If I he's mean, strong with the force, he, can't, he doesn't have to, I guess. Because, like you said, um, unfortunately, slavery, horrible thing, but they have people who have been through that don't tend to have as much downtime as Anakin was afforded. He's he's just basically an employee who doesn't get paid, you know. Yeah, not like Pretty not much. like what not like what his mother became, you know, when she was kidnapped and actually beaten and you know on all that, all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not look. I'm not saying you need to glorify slavery or anything like that. That's that's totally not what I'm saying. But they make you feel for Anakin until he goes home. Yeah, on his own free will. It feels like a nine to five job, like you said. He's yeah. on an internship. Yes. <laughs> pod, pod racing internship and then back right. home. Oh, man, that's probably what happened to Michael Schumacher. Um, all right. <laughs> so, Luke, man, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, this movie is fantastic. We've got a little bit more things to come. Uh, open invitation for you to come back on uh, when, we, when we do our next season in the new year. And it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, it's been good fun. Thanks for having me on. Okay, once again, my sincere thanks to Luke Eldon for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Um, yes. It was great having you on, and like I said, we look forward to hearing from him in the new season coming up in the new year. Um, apologies for any drops in sound. We are uh, using a new uh, software. Yes. And we're actually using it, me and Sarah, right now, is because we are both really, really busy. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I don't feel like trekking across the yard of the studio. So oh, It's actually quite warm out here. I don't care. It's hard for me, and it requires full clothing, and it's Saturday, so no. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here freezing uh, outside, and Sarah's nice and warm in the bed. That's fantastic. Um, but it's also a good way to to show this this software off too. Um, this, I guess, is our advertisement episode um, for anybody who wants to take part in the podcast who doesn't live in the local area. So, yes. right, guys, we got you covered. Um, as long as you have a microphone hooked up to a computer. You know, like all laptops do. I think you can even do it through your cell phone. We're using the Zoom software. Um, don't worry, we're not sponsored by them. It's just what we use. Um, <laughs> trust me, we're not sponsored by them because they wouldn't. No, we're not sponsored, sponsored by anybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, okay, next week uh, we are actually joined by local. Uh, we're. Jo- I'm actually going to be reviewing the Secret of Monkey Island. Ooh, did you ever play that? Um, once or twice, not enough to where I'm going to hop in on this. I'm going to let you guys, uh, you and Dexter handle up on this one. Yeah. I'm going to be joined by uh, Dexter Duran of the holodex. He's going to come in and yes. talk about, we both love this game with it. And it's a, you know, fantastic, fantastic game. If you've not played it guys, seriously, find a copy of it. It should be on steam. If not find an emulator because it is absolutely, it's one of those games that's funny, serious and quirky all at the same time that and it'll be interesting to have another personality on the show from the holodex other than just greg so and for all of our local listeners you know or anyone in this region the holodex are an amazing amazing 90s uh tribute band cover yeah. band 
They yeah. are. They're, they're fantastic. You know, we work close. We work close with Greg, and and, and right. Greg is fantastic. Dexter is fantastic too. We've got. Um, we actually have uh, Benton of the Holodex coming on later on in the season too. Mm-hmm. And they tour all across the south. They so, all, well, not just the south. They tour all across uh, anywhere, anywhere that you, anywhere that can meet their fee, is where they will travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, one thing I'm going to try yeah. and do too is try to get Adam on. Have grown to travel. Yeah, right. Now, one thing I'm going to do is try to get Adam from Holodex on here as well, and I'll have the full set. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to have I'm going to have Dexter, uh, Ben, and Greg from the Holodex all on separate weeks, and maybe one day I can convince them all to come on at the same time. I don't know. Start the Holodex like your you know chocolate frog cards. Pretty much. Uh- <laughs> Rock on. Yes, uh, it's 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 really re- it's really really weird, you know. Um, for all these are years, you gonna get, are you going to get the rest of the crew on too? Like, are we going to get Fergie on? I'd get I'd get I'd get Fergie on. Okay. Although I'd have to, you know, I'd have to um, I'd have to prepare for that one because Fergie is probably the most intelligent person I've ever met, and I'd have to keep up with him. Uh, because you know I'm Mr. Kiddy <laughs> over here, but um. Holodex love love aside, you know, they're really, really good guys and it's good to have them on board and I've worked with them. They've worked with with us. You know, it's been really good. We look forward to having them on board. And like Sarah said, it's also good to have another voice on here. We are trying to expand our repertoire into other voices on here because while I love having Sarah on here and I love having Greg on here, I want us to expand a little bit, you know, because... It's fun. And it shakes it up too. And so, um, and that's another thing. If you are wanting to chat with us about something on the podcast, or maybe you have an idea for an episode, just hold that thought. Um, Opportunities to do so will be uh, making themselves known here in the near future yes yes they are and in in the meantime if you in the meantime if you have an idea you think something that would make this show better shoot an email because maybe podcast at gmail.com or look us up on twitter tumblr facebook because maybe pod and drop us a line we'll reply we reply to everything Um, the thing is i know our facebook page says we take a while to reply but the only reason we do that is because there was a gentleman trying to sell us services yes and after blocking him, he still tried to message us. And in the end, we just ignored him, you know? So, yes, <laughs> you know, it's and there's we- only so many times I can say, um, I'm sorry, sir. That's yeah. We, we don't need 5,000 pillows or whatever it was. He was trying to sell. I don't he was know. Trying to sell 5,000 pillows and, and wanted us to pay him to, to sponsor the show. Yes. I think he was related to a Nigerian prince. I'm not sure. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm heading there next week to pick up my lottery winning. So, hey, <laughs> you know what? Before we go, let me ask you a question. Right, that that's that was a big email scam, and it still uh-huh. is a big email scam. Was uh-huh. there any mail equivalent to that over here, aside from the AOL floppy disks? <laughs> um, mail equivalent. Um, M A I L, not M A L E. Um. Yeah, even, there was there was a floppy disk or CDs, um, or even in the, like newspaper magazines and stuff like that. The you know the uh, the the ads or something like that. You know, well, um, Columbia House. You could do a whole episode on Columbia House. <laughs> I think we will next year. Yeah, I mean because everybody and their I mean people were signing up their dogs to get six <laughs> CDs for one cent each. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what? The whole generation of 90, 90s kids first learned what credit meant thanks to Columbia House. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, but there was that. Um, AOL. Hmm. That will be something that we will look into, I guess. Uh, that's another thing, too, guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to announce this right now. We have, because maybe podcast extra episode, whatever episode the extra episodes are. Um, hang on one second. I will tell you exactly. Uh, we're going to have, because maybe podcast extra episode seven uh, released sometime next week, because we are going to be talking about the new season coming up. Um, yes. This season, we're going to be finishing around about the new year. And mm-hmm. next season, we're going to be starting in the middle of January. We're going to take a couple of weeks off this time and just get right back into it. And we are going to be returning to our older, similar format in the sense yeah. that we're not just going to be doing albums, CDs, games, music, movies, et cetera, et cetera. We are, we are going to look at the, the old scenes and stuff like that again. But um, I want to thank everybody who has taken part in the last couple of months. And, you know, this is for some reason, this is a very emotional episode for me because um, it's been one year since I posted on our Facebook page and our YouTube page 
um, the state of the mental health of myself. Mm. And Sarah will attest that I've come a long, long way in the last 12 months. Yes. So uh, I want to thank everybody who's helped, everybody who supported us, everybody who supported me, everybody who supported Sarah, everybody who supported this podcast, everybody who supported the Holodex, who supported Molly, who, who supported anybody who's had anything to do with us. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for everything that you get. Now, like we mentioned. And if you were able to decode all of that, then you have been listening intently this last year. Exactly. You went off like Roadrunner just <laughs> Yeah, slow it down to one point to, to a point seven five speed to understand what we'll go. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, guys. But that's it for this week. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to be joined by Dexter Duran as we talk about the secret of Monkey Island. Yes. Sarah, we're going to be talking to you in a few weeks anyway when we start doing our Christmas stuff. Yes. Um, we are actually going to do, I'm going to do this right now. Christmas stuff this year, we're going to be reviewing four Christmas and New Year movies in the 90s. Because Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, <laughs> it's just a movie that takes place on Christmas. Okay, so what about Nightmare Before Christmas? Although that was in the 2000s, wasn't it? Or was it in the 90s? That that is actually, that is, to my mind, that's a Halloween movie. Uh, It was released around Halloween. Oh, no, it's a bridge. But we are going to be talking about, but but hold that thought. Uh, We're going to be doing the Nightmare Before Christmas. We're going to be doing Hormones 1 and 2, The Muppet Christmas Carol, and my favorite New Year movie, because it's the only one I could find out, Mm -hmm. Rooms. Oh, four rooms. Yeah. Yes. Did they misbehave? Yes, yes they did. Uh- <laughs> right. And how? Yes. But on that note, guys, thanks everyone for listening. We will see you next week. Sarah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for uh, getting on board. And a special thanks Good once on. again to Luke for uh, giving us some fantastic insight into Star Wars. And we yes. will see you next week. Bye.